0: Hey, good morning everybody. Welcome to Thursday. It is uh, February 10th and uh, yesterday not a not a, a bad day at all on Wall Street. We'll talk about that and more. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, unemployment today because that comes out as well as uh, we've got a slew of earnings from some top companies that you will definitely recognize the likes of Coca-Cola, Uber, uh, the, the likes of Twitter and Mattel so a lot of things to talk about today looking forward to our conversation with Dave but before we move over there let's just talk a minute about and remind you about the one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our portfolio the only thing that you or I can't control is how much risk you have we can't control the government the geopolitical concerns we can't control the volatility in the market but we can't control how much risk we take when it comes to the market that's why we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of give us a call at 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement design and with that we've got Dave coming up next hi
1: right here Your fifth mix of there morning dave is here it's 8:40 now 20 before 9 And if you've been visiting another planet, we got an inflation issue. We kind of got it quantified today out of the federal government. Let's go downtown and talk to Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services and see what his reaction is to it. Philip, good morning. How's the gas prices this morning?
0: Man, gas prices, well, they're holding steady, at least in my neighborhood.
1: So, you know, I'm not sure of your neighborhood, but it was... In your neighborhood.
0: Yeah, but, you know, hey, it was cold this morning. It, my, my thermometer on the truck said 38 degrees. I'm
1: like, oh, my goodness. It, it was on the nippy side this morning. That's for on sure. Uh, we, I was making fun of the, ga- of, of the gas prices because that's the thing all of us complain about. But federal government released how our inflation rate is. And, hey, guess what? We can now see it's another new record. It's too bad it's not a record we wanted, right?
0: That's right. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's I saw numbers saying, hey, and and it keeps referring back to this. Right. We saw this last month too. 1982. You got to go back to 1982 to see this kind of inflation numbers being printed. And so, man, to see uh, the CPI go to seven and a half percent. That's that's a big number, Dave.
1: Absolutely. And it doesn't look any better when you get rid of the little electives like uh, gas and food and the like, because the core CPI also beat what expectations was another six-tenths of a percent up last month. And the core, excluding food and energy, was up six percent, which is also another 40-year record. Uh, The thing that scares me is when you mention 1982, this is something I've been talking about for some time when we've been talking about inflation. 1982 is inflation rate numbers. Were the thing that prompted the uh, Fed to go AP on inflation, and it flushed us down into a really, really deep, although we will say short recession. Not necessarily looking at the Federal Reserve to do that again, but I got a sneaking hunch your prediction that they might be thinking about a half a point bump in the interest rate next month, starting to sound like a fade out complete, isn't it?
0: Well, I think so. Hey, the other thing I I do, I mean, I think because of inflation numbers, and then to give some more credence to that, Dave. I did see a report out of Bloomberg that gave a survey of uh, economists across the country, and not one of them have any expectations for inflation to be below 7% for the rest of this year. So that's concerning that some of them think it can actually be a a lot more than 7% before we get through this year. That's even more concerning.
1: That really is a scary thought. And, uh, you know, when everybody was when we were spending money like crazy during the pandemic, we all said, "Okay, we need to prime the pump. We need to keep people afloat while things were going down. But combining that with the other programs down the line, there were also those little voices out there saying, folks, beware of hyperinflation coming in. Uh, At the very least, uh, uh, (laughs) gosh, I hate saying we were right.
0: But yeah, yeah, you know, you and I have been talking this away for a long, long time, way before the news media started talking about it. The, the guys on Wall Street are talk, talking about it, but we, we could see it coming. And the Fed just uh, sat on their hands and didn't do anything until now. And obviously now they're going to pour all kinds of, of uh, ammunition on the fire.
1: And the ammunition has a good chance of blowing up in our face, which always worries, because I've always said the Federal Reserve in the United States is a bunch of very smart guys, but around the world they are not reputed as having the best reactive skills to uh, economic stimulus. And uh, uh, where they're being stimulated right now to do something, and their history is to either overreact or underreact. So the March Fed meeting is going to be a really interesting experience to watch.
0: It, sir. It sure will be. And we will be sitting on pins and needles until that happens.
1: Absolutely. The smart money is moving. We uh, were talking before we went on the air that I had green ink until those 830 numbers came out and things turned red. And the other thing that happened was folks started buying federal bonds like they're going out of style. We're bumping our schnoz's on the 2% rate in terms of yield on federal 10-year bonds, when you compare the fact that we were looking at sub-1% numbers for a little while in there, that's quite a change.
0: It it is. Now, you have to go back a little ways to get those sub-1 numbers. But still, in the last two years, we've been down that low. And we start out this year, I I think it was somewhere around one3 1.35% on the 10-year Treasury. Now we're up to almost 2%. You know, it doesn't seem like a big number, but when we're talking about the 10-year Treasury, uh, you know, a tenth of a percent increase is a big increase when it comes to that interest rate.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the sub-1 numbers did come during the depth of the pandemic recession, but even allowing for that, uh, that's like doubling the interest rate on companies that figured, oh, this is going to stick forever, so what the heck, let's borrow some money. Hey, guess what? Your cost of borrowing just darn near doubled over the last two years.
0: That's right. It, it did. It's gone up substantially. And, and you know, everything today is, is focused on that because jobless claims came out today, too. And, uh, you know, hey, it's, it, it's not much to talk about. And it sure did not help the markets at all. It was a little better than expected. But, man, you were so right. As soon as that number hit, my future started dropping like rocks. We went from nice green ink to uh, pretty substantial red ink.
1: Absolutely. And even some surprising reports during earnings season aren't helping it either. The one that caught my eye the most when we were talking before we went on the air was Twitter missed their numbers, but they're still going up. How did they do last quarter anyway? And why are they going up as much as they are?
0: You know, here's the deal when it comes to Twitter. Twitter missed on bottom line, top line and um, what do they call it? The um, the, the monetization uh, per uh per look, per day, monetizable daily activities, what they call it. And that missed as well. Um, so they missed on all three of the, uh, the key points that everybody looks at. So I, I don't, you know, I, I can only make some con- conjectures as why it's going up. It's not as up as much. I mean, it was up 6.6% earlier this morning. It's only up about 3% right now. The only thing that I can lead any credence to right now is that they they put out that they're going to have a $4 billion stock buyback program, and $2 billion of that is going to happen here real quick. So, so they're going to buy back $2 billion worth of their stock here. I don't know what quick actually means, but I'm thinking in the next 6 to 12 months is, is quick for a company to buy that much of their stock. The other $2 billion will happen over, over some more uh, elaborate time periods. But Dave, that's the only thing I see that could be driving that
1: price up. kind of interesting. The other alternative is that everybody said sell, and they got Twitter and Facebook confused because Facebook is still tanking. They're down by like a percent and a half this morning in pre-trading. They're still getting beat up for having an off report last week.
0: Oh well, they are, you know, and and, and I think Twitter just added to that, right? If, if Twitter missed. That just means Facebook's having that much more issue probably, too. So it's uh, that type of effect. Even though Twitter not going down right now, I think the only thing that's propping them up, like I said, is that stock buyback program.
1: It does sound like it. There are some other household names that are reported this morning. Uh, we did not mention it beforehand. Is something going on with Disney? Because they're kind of leading my big leader list. They didn't report, did they?
0: They did not report. I did see a little blurb. It's not on my tip sheet. Um, I'll find it though, before we get off the air.
1: Okay. Cause they're up like 7% this morning on the pre-market trading and against what we're looking at in terms of, uh, the markets as a whole, there has to be some interesting news there. Who do we have reporting this morning?
0: So we have got, um, we've got a couple things here. We got Coca-Cola, big name yeah. brand Coca-Cola. Uh, they beat the street by four cents a share Came out at 45 cents. Revenue beat the Wall Street forecast as well. Um, you know, they, they, they've looked at some commodity price inflation, um, and they think it's not going to be quite as bad as they they anticipated for 2022. And so uh, they're trading up almost 1% this morning. Cool. Pretty close to their 52-week high, too. Um, so So we had Coke. We talked about Twitter. We had Tapestry, which is the holding company for Coach and Kate Spade brands, uh, those luxury lines, and they did well this quarter as well. Uh, They beat substantially on the top line. uh, Revenue beat on bottom line. So uh, they raised their full year guidance, which, you know, that's good uh, across the board. Uh, Demand for luxury goods seems to be uh, not hampered by what's going on in the marketplace and the economy tapestry is up one percent this morning
1: all right i always i've always find luxury goods a really good bellwether number just on the grounds that if they if you can buy something premium price it means the economy is at the very least holding up all right oh i do
0: have wall street i mean Walt disney i I must have scrolled right past it dave sorry about that um they had a good quarter they uh they, they came in at $1.06, which uh, they are only expected to make $0.63 cents a share. So that's a, a substantial beat. Uh, they had a lot of help from their growth in their Disney Plus subscriber base, which, you know, that's their streaming service. And so that's recurring revenue that's coming in every month for them. Uh, they saw record profits from their theme parks. Not sure. I mean, I guess probably cutting costs and people finally getting out and being able to come to the, to the park. So uh, that's why they're up about six and a half percent right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was, th- I was thinking that also indicates interesting futures for Netflix, because there seems to be becoming a, zero be- a zero-sum zero game between the streaming service. Netflix got whacked because their uh, subscriber growth really leveled off. Disney now says they're up. It's almost starting to look like the toy industry, where there's a little bit of zero-sum game involved here, isn't there?
0: Uh, that seems to be the case. And you talk about toys. Hey, we talked about Hasbro uh, earlier this week. Let's talk about Mattel today because they came in. They beat by 23 cents a share. Uh, I'm sorry. They came in at 23 cents a share, which is a lot uh, uh, better than uh, they were expected to come in. Uh, their revenue beat forecast as well. Their Barbies are, are doing well. Uh, they gave upbeat guidance for 2022, which, you know, that's good news for them uh they're up eight percent this morning all right actually they'll See, open at a new 52-week high right now if they
1: keep it up cool sign disney and toys together thematic tie here it works like a charm uh yesterday we were up we had some really really good numbers yesterday as a matter of fact the Dow was up by 305 points standard and Poor's was up by 65 and a half nasdaq was up by a full two percent plus up 296 dollars yesterday I gotta sound enthusiastic about that because, boy, things aren't going that way this morning after those after that inflation report. Philip, forty-five minutes early. Where are we anyway?
0: Dave, let's just say that the Nasdaq is going to try to give back all that. That not quite, but right now they're they're giving back a lot of that uh, that gain yesterday. Nasdaq one hundred will start there. Is down one and a half percent. The S and P five hundred is down not quite, but almost one percent. The uh, Dow 30 is down almost a half a percent. Some big numbers there. Uh, the other things that are uh, moving today is silver, as flat. Gold's down a third of a percent. And then uh, before I give you crude oil, I-, I ran a number that we haven't talked about in a while, and that is cryptocurrency. Oh so yeah. So since January, not since January, since since February first open. Uh, both uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are up
1: 17%. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that they was, was pretty good.
1: Beat up. They get really got beat up for a little while. They too. Did. They're coming back. Yeah.
0: They really did. Now, I'll give you crude oil, because it's not going the right direction either, Dave. It's up a half a percent to $90.11 a barrel. Well
1: overseas markets, you can almost tell the tale of the tape. Japan closed early. while well, we had good news. The, uh, the uh, Asian rim markets are almost all up. Europe is taking a look at us and going, huh? They were green 25 minutes ago. They've turned red as well in response to our inflation numbers. And one of those times that's kind of poster child for getting planned and knowing where your risk factor is, Philip. If you've got some flyers in that retirement portfolio, you're probably not having a good morning. How do I find you to find out where the risk is?
0: No, Dave, that's one of the things. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people identify and build a portfolio that's going to line up with the amount of risk they can truly handle during the ups and downs of the market. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highland's News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: I got a sneaky hunch you're going to be talking about Super Bowl investing or something like that on this weekend.
0: You right? know, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl for sure, seeing how that's, <laughs> that's what's happening this weekend.
1: All righty. And we'll be back again with you tomorrow morning here on Light FM. Thank you, sir. We'll catch you then, all right?
0: I right, mean, You have a great day.
1: Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, guys, I want to thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday. I hope your week's going well. Uh, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we close out this second week of February. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.